0: Hey, this is cool, this is gonna be a big hit.
1: I would be like the singer at a jazz club next to the piano.
0: That was the first time that I was like, wow, I can do it. He's
1: so emotional and so raw and so real with how he delivers his music. 13-year-old me, rock and rolling.
2: I came out of the session and went, oh my gosh, this is it, this is the sound.
1: She was so real when she'd be rapping and singing, it felt like he was kinda at the church again.
0: Hello and welcome to What Did I Say, where Atlantic Records talks with artists about songs they made, songs they like and songs they'd like to have made. It's an inside look into the craft of songs from the artists themselves. Emily Armstrong and Dead Sarah have spent the last few years taking the next step. They spent more time writing and recording. They enlisted the help of new collaborators, like Grammy award-winning songwriter Simon Katz and producer Tony Hoffer. But most of all, they just let go. Their new EP, the result of this evolution, Temporary Things Taking Up Space, has Armstrong contributing what she describes as more exposed and vulnerable lyrics, while guitarist Susie Medley and drummer Sean Friday contribute to this changing creative process. Or as Armstrong stated, quote, When we started scaring ourselves, it was the best thing possible. Temporary Things Taking Up Space is now available everywhere, and the band is heading out on a nationwide tour in September, running through October 20th.
2: I want to talk about the start, two thousand
1: two. Oh, can't talk about that. Why sorry. not?
2: <laughs> what is what is it like starting out as a band in LA? It's
1: like any old band that you start. I don't know. I mean,
2: I mean, you've got acts. You've got you know the second major city. You've got right venues. You've got a lot of places. Like yeah. it's almost you're not you're not the small town one place to play.
1: I kind of wish it was that way really? Yeah. It seems a lot easier. Like, I feel like there was, there would be like mom's basement, you know, and here you, like you have to have a lockout and it's like neighbors complain and it's, it's a whole thing, you know? And I think it's kind of like half of being in a band when you just start out is avoiding those confrontations or, and the cops called on you and stuff. (laughs) And it's, it's, um, it's fun. And I guess when that happens, it's like, when that when that happened for the first time, where Susie and I, you know, like just out of high school, we were like, "Hell yeah, we're allowed."
2: <laughs> <laughs> what 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 did that what did that connect? Like rock music connect to you? Like meaning, like when those first you know seeing those first bands or seeing those things on TV, what what connected about being loud or being you know the sort of rock?
1: You know, it's funny. I didn't grow up watching TV and stuff. I didn't have that. Um, and looking back was a, it was a great thing. You know, it was, uh, I got to focus more on music and I listened to records and I know that we were just talking about, you know, the Jeff Buckley thing that you've put together and stuff, but like, I would just listen and listen and it's a lot different and I would create in my head what it would look like and how it was supposed to sound, you know? And so I just had this vision that I created in my head that I, how I had to be, you know, and I didn't get to really see bands and stuff until i was about probably you know 17 or you know when i switched high schools um but because before that it was a boarding school and we didn't have all that kind of fun stuff and so since then i was like oh and i'd already kind of figured out what i wanted to do as a as a performer and and i had already been practicing like religiously you know like listening to these records and trying to figure out exactly how they sang because, you know, that's how I learned to sing. So I just kind of had this vision in my own set of standards, just like what I had to meet. And so when I went to this next school, I was just kind of like whatever and exposed to the whole internet and um, (laughs) movies and
2: stuff. What was some of those first bands? What do you mean? Like one of those first bands that sort of you were listening to and wanting to emulate.
1: I mean, of course, it was like the late 90s. So, you know, there was Third Eye Blind to Fleetwood Mac to, you know, um, I, and then I went, I went really heavy into the 60s and 70s, like hardcore, you know, um, from the folk singers to Zeppelin to Sabbath to everything, you know, and I just wanted to live in the 60s and 70s at one <laughs> point. Like I literally, that's if there was an option like if i had to die and i would go back into the 60s i would have taken that poison pill (laughs) (laughs) and done it but um yeah
2: when did you when did you because i feel like you listing all those listing all those bands off you can hear that in your voice right you can hear those little pieces which is great like when when did it click that oh my god i think i can do this or i think i can sing like this is this is all making sense
1: I mean, there was a aha moment, you know, when it was, again, like I lived in my head a lot about standards, you know, like I, I, I brought that up before, um, just by listening and knowing what I am capable of and what I could do by practicing. And I never sought out to be a singer when really? I first started. No, it was more of like guitar and songwriting and just the whole idea of rock and roll and being in a band was it for me. Like if I was, if that was it. That, like that would be awesome yeah yeah that would be that's i just loved it i definitely took to the guitar first thing and that's what i learned to do so that was just kind of the the crux of it you know um and then i kind of learned to sing and i put bands together like since 12 like i've been in a band since i was 12 years old like i just loved it and i always had singers you know like oh you like singing like oh you like and they had like common interests of other bands and i be like just come come to the art house that was That's where our rehearsals that's what it was called and i was just like i have some songs let's just sing some songs and so i'd have people come in and you know friends and we'd be a band you know for maybe a month and then you know and at one point i think we were doing like the state fair up up in you know sacramento and um the singer couldn't do it I don't know for some reason at the time you know the reasons were really stupid you know (laughs) but it was like what you can't and then I was like you know what screw this I'm just gonna I'm gonna sing it and it was so weird because I never had that idea to ever be the singer and until then I was just like wow I guess I'm gonna have to do it (laughs) so because I always wanted a male singer like it was like my thing like I was just like I just thought, you know, Stephen Jenkins was somewhere out there. Steve Jenkins, too, yeah. you know, like um, at that. I mean, I was really young. Yeah, I was probably 14, 13. Um, but uh, so at that point, I was just like, OK, well, I'll just do it. And then I was the singer ever since. But then I was like, OK, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to really do it. And so, you know, I took to my acoustic and I would practice many, many hours a day and I would just write songs. But then I would sing them. And so it just became this thing where I would do that and then we'd play a little bit more of punk rock at night with the whole band. And so um, just kind of learned this thing. And then I started a band with Susie out of high school and that was louder than anything. And then that's where I really learned to scream.
2: Because I think there's an art to it. I mean, you know, like when you see like a hardcore band and you, you know, a guy can do the whole tour, like he's... Mm -hmm. You might think it's just noise, but he's actually knows how to, you know, use his or her voice Absolutely. for that entire tour. Yeah. And were those things you figured out? Like, I always find that interesting of how. Yeah. So were there things that you did? Was it, you know, if it was exercises or things that you would know oh, no. that you could scream?
1: No, it was all just by. Just feeling. F- yeah. Just figuring it out. Just kind of. I would do it to a point. It's funny because people say like, well, isn't that hurt your voice? Like, you don't want to push too hard. I would do it to the point. It was so. Hurtful, or like get to the point where I'm like, I want my voice hoarse. So I did the reverse of just fig- like, just go, just go to that, feel everything about it that's bad about it. Because then at that point, you'll understand where not to go mm-hmm. because you've been there before. You know what I mean? So I would do that. I would do that hard work. And sometimes, not knowingly, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, that was probably bad, you know? Or I'd walk around horse and I'd be like, this is the coolest thing. So I just let it happen and just kind of let those feels and figure it out what it is. And and then I just went on from there, you know. That's and great. It, yeah. And, all you know, I did it on my own. But now, you know, I, I do like these exercises and stuff like that for tour that help a lot.
2: And then writing with, with Susie, how was that when you first started making songs? Like, was there little flashes of, you know, this is going to be really cool or... Yeah, it was all genius.
1: No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so fun. It was, it was, we were just like good friends that were just like, Hey, let's start a band basically. And it was already, we already had that chemistry of just hanging out all the time. That's what we would do, you know? And like, let's make something of it, you know? That's and, what I mean. Like you're, yeah.
2: that's, you have relationships with everybody in that band. It's like having four or five different boyfriend, girlfriends, yeah. but having, you already were comfortable. Yeah. It made it probably easier.
1: Yeah. It wasn't even a thought. You know, I definitely would push it a little bit more. I was just kind of like, let's do this. And again, like I was, quote unquote, the drummer. And then she was, quote unquote, the drummer for a second. Like we were just kind of switching. And then we like, hey, had my friend that was a drummer when I was like 15. Come back. And, you know, and so at that point, it was just kind of like figuring out what it is. But we just loved writing and being in a band. And then just kind of eventually it's where it is today. You know, it just kind of it's finding it's it, it it's a constant create yeah you know it's never gonna be the same whereas i mean like as you evolve you know what i mean and i think that's a very healthy thing you know yeah definitely and just things have to just kind of fall and for other things to come into place and such you know
2: that's right i mean you grow as a band you, you grow like in performances and yeah and writing yeah understanding the studio
1: yeah and with new you know like this is i mean not to Jump forward into the new EP, but we've never really worked with other producers and especially other writers. And this was def- this was something that I, that we actually were not really accustomed to, obviously. And we never had the idea that we really would do that. But it, there came a point in time where we we're like, you know what, like why not? You know, a good song is a good song or it could spark an idea and it could it could create something from us that we didn't know we had you know and um, having that
2: outside opinion yeah outside person looking at everything as a whole and saying this and you trusting them
1: yeah trusting yeah it's a big thing yeah but even just going in blind and just being like i've done nothing about i know nothing about you let's see what we can do and it's what was that like terrible it's like great scary or was it fun um i mean i've worked with other people before but like on their projects and stuff just for fun um so i kind of had that mentality more of just being like let's see what happens instead of like this is going to be attached to me forever Mm -hmm. like not having that type of um mentality and just kind of in the whole band just being like yeah like let's just do this like who cares you know let's have fun really yeah and um I mean, I feel like you could have
2: a yeah. little pressure off from having someone as this independent yeah. producer to kind of you yeah. go in there, do it, and then they can say this was awesome, do this again, or have yeah. you thought about this? And yeah. it kind of opens up oh, the man. song.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we've worked with producers before, but not to the extent that we've done with this last EP, what and was we're the continuing. I mean, we've gone in with, well, god, instead of just one, it's been like fifteen. Or oh really wow. Like, Maybe not fifteen. Maybe maybe I was actually fifteen. <laughs> as like as far as like I'm sorry, you guys can't see, but I'm looking at the drummer, <laughs> Sean Friday, to my right, for approval, and he's not saying a word. <laughs> the producers, writers, throughout this whole thing, Is it about that many. Maybe okay, I'll say about ten. Okay,
2: we'll we'll stick with ten. But who cares really? Yeah, who cares? Because it's it's a it's constant
1: thing. It's like I'm still doing it. But then there's other people that we're just like we're falling back onto that we're just really fun to work with and feel like they're part of us. Um, But that's the whole thing, and it's like just um, expanding our palette and 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 getting that constant create with other with other people and stuff. And that's how it should be, I think, with with music and art in general, just a community, you know, instead of being um, really focused uh, like uh, very self centered and it's one thing to know what you want and just be like, no, this is us and this is how we do it. We don't want other people's opinion. It's like, cool. Yeah, we did that. It was fun while it lasted. And now we're just like, okay, let's have some more fun. And lost my train of thought, but... No, it's fine. No, I think we- <laughs> the, no, the whole point
2: about like the making the music... And having and finding those moments, yeah. that there's something different about it, and you're changing. It's not like you went to the studio and said, "Well, it's we more just made we too." Yeah, we just made this same song again. Shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And absolutely. You're not. <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to compete more. I think, and and that just spins all kinds of creative wheels. And um, that's where I think you should be all the time, just out of your comfort zone. And that's a, that's exactly what we did.
2: Um, going back a little further, do you remember your first favorite song?
1: What's yours, Sean?
2: Young MC. uh, What's the song called?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The
2: big, the big. I had the, I had the cassette tape. One side, one side. Bust a move, bust a move. Are you kidding me? Every day, several times a day. It's a good one. White cassette tape. The single version. The single. So, so, single. So, one side was instrumental. Other side was with the vocals. Solid. Oh, I just, I still don't even know the lyrics, but I listened to it a million times. (laughs) That's a good one. Man. You don't remember your first single?
1: I I remember a song that I fell in love with uh, from a movie, Thumbelina. Okay. And I don't really remember. And I I almost looked it up the other day and then I just didn't. I was just scared because I don't want it to be different from how I remember it. But how I remember it, I'm going to sing it to you. (laughs) Okay. And this is the only- Was it written
2: by Barry Manilow?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I was so young. Do I you didn't... remember
2: the song ni- title?
1: I'm going to sing it to you. Okay. And I think that this is how it goes, but all this right. is how I'm remembering it from when I was maybe four, five. Thumbelina, you can fit into my hand. Ho- mm-hmm. That's all I remember.
2: That is but the. That is uh, stars Thumbelina and the farm animals, and Barry Manilow agreed to compose the songs for this movie.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, are you serious? I'm on
2: their Wikipedia page right now.
1: Oh my gosh! It was Barry Manilow. How cool am I? <laughs> 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 we are just figuring this out. Oh my gosh! Let's. My see, mind let's, is blown. I'm gonna look. I don't want to. Oh, should Should we hear? It? Should we do it?
2: We We can definitely throw it in the podcast. I, yeah, he totally did.
1: Oh my God. This soundtrack was hear-
2: composed entirely by Barry Manilow, along Whoa. with lyricists Bruce Sussman and Jack Feldman, who wrote the songs.
1: Thumbelina.
2: 1994.
1: It's a good year. My hand. <laughs> I can't, I don't know what the notes are, but I tried really hard and I hope it's somewhat close. If it's not.
2: I think you're close.
1: I don't know. I mean, I was fine. Like, this is like a long time ago. I have not heard it since, but I loved it. I was absolutely infatuated with that part of the movie. Just that part. And remember, she was flying around. I guess that's what Thumbelina did anyway, but I don't really remember the premise of the movie or anything, but that song, so...
2: I think it kept you quiet for an hour and a half. I think that's where your parents <laughs> <Yeah>. were from. <laughs>
1: that's that was a good thing was. for somebody like me with just. Oh, Emily's finally out for oh, five minutes. Way too much energy.
2: Do you remember the first song that you bought or first album that you bought with your own money?
1: Yes. It was actually a cassette tape because it was cheaper. Of course it was. The cassettes were definitely on the way out. And uh, I saved up $8 and I got the Odile Beck cassette.
2: It's a good start.
1: Yeah. I wanted to get the CD, but um, that was I didn't like have enough. Thirteen or 14 yeah, probably. that was like way too much. I got it at a Walmart. Was
2: there is there a specific song in the in the past, and it could be something soon that, or uh, the recent one that took you to the next level of writing? Like I know that you we talked about sort of those moments where you know you were figuring things out or working with a producer or you know doing things on your own, having fun. But was there like another one where you're like, this one song. I learned this from, or this one song took me to this place where now I'm doing X.
1: We really worked hard on this EP with figuring out conceptually with the song, how is how does somebody hear it and do they get the communication that is being told? Like instead of just kind of having this haze to it where we've kind of brushed kind of that type of thing on songs before, just kind of like, a free kind of (laughs) uh, verses type of a thing like I I could do very easily, you know, in a room and just kind of jam and come up with lyrics and lyrics and lyrics and just kind of not know what it's about but also kind of know what it's about and just kind of like, do I care what people know it's about? (laughs) Like, that's kind of what my MO was beforehand. And then this was just kind of like, okay, Emily, like, let's, like, no OCD at this point. Like, we got to sit down and, like, And Sean here, too, would help me a lot with that and just be like, okay, why the lyric would work and why it didn't. And it was just like, that was tough for me, you know? I mean, to some degree. Obviously, I've done that before in the past, but... I just love starting songs and just kind of like if it gets to a point where it's just like, oh, there's no real inspiration anymore and I'll just go write a new one, you know, and it's just kind of like these half dunsies and they all have great ideas, but it's like that getting to the the beginning to the end where it has, again, that conceptual full, it has a meaning. And so when you listen to the song and you read the lyrics and you go, wow, like you could, it fully makes sense. Um,
2: and it fits sort of sonically too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and if, that's the trick too, you know. And it's 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 a battle at some points, but once you get those, it's like Tetris, you know. Like once it like it fits, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so great! It feels so good. That's you what know? I mean, like complete. that feeling good. And then you're like, I can't oh, wait to man. come in
2: tomorrow. Oh, absolutely,
1: you know? <laughs> absolutely. And we've grinded out for like just like slumped it for like a week, just like pushing it. Like we know it's there. We know it's there. But your mind sometimes like
2: tells you mm. like you, you beat yourself up. Oh, yeah. oh like, yeah. I've been playing this open D and I know that it fits, yeah. but I need to find another one or oh, whatever man. the note is or the or the feeling.
1: 100%. Yeah. And see, so that was kind of, I guess on the whole project was more of like a what you're talking about, what you've asked. Like was there one song? Um, I, I can't say it was one song. It was just more of a mentality that just kind of, we had set for ourselves yeah. in general with all the songs. That's we great. Yeah. We weren't relaxed on any of them.
2: <laughs> Stressed <laughs> out for all of
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> but once so it you like, got done. You guys are probably done, great in the studio. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many more that are like so good that obviously didn't get chosen for the EP, but will be for, you know, future stuff.
2: Oh, I meant to mention this earlier, the heart Shaked box cover. Yeah. And having, you know, growl, be aware of it right sure and then i think courtney love had kind of you guys had she had reached out to you guys about years working on record. yeah years yeah, before yeah. so were there had you been a fan or nirvana like well, how did that happen oh, of course
1: of
2: how, course how did that happen was it seeing one of the videos or was it a no they had tape? asked
1: us to do it um uh, f- uh sorry they uh there was a um video game i forget which video game they asked us to do it they gave us the money to do it. And we're like, cool, yeah, we're That's fans. That's great. Awesome, let's do it. <laughs> that was all, that was the extent of it. We've cool. never played it live or anything. We're, I don't think we ever will, but yeah. of course we're fans and stuff. And it was...
2: But was it cool to have those sort of connections happen? I don't know, you kind of, you know, and it's like the music's only so, there's only so many people in the music industry. And to yeah. kind of have that band and have people aware oh, of gosh. it and aware of you guys Oh, absolutely. From Having pieces. your
1: peers acknowledge you is exactly that it's acknowledgement to what you're doing is correct you know or it's like it's just it's a nice like i don't know it's just a nice feeling i guess and it that it doesn't really go it doesn't go beyond that you know it's i don't know i mean it's it's just a, i think keep too, doing what you're doing it's like great
2: all right <laughs> that's kind of the and the but rock in general i mean right. i def i grew up on hardcore grew up on mm. punk like those were those people that i yeah. looked up to yeah yeah and to have you know dave's an old punk guy yeah you know like to have that diy ethic kind of seep through the yeah. major system major label system was a yeah. good feeling and i think rock music still right. has that yeah yeah. and then for you guys i think getting noticed in i mean there's a sea yeah, of rock yeah.
1: Bands. you're right
2: it's a sea there yeah. are there's all that's always the first thing that comes out so kind of to rise above that yeah is a big thing, especially I think too in LA, I brought that up earlier. I still think to get noticed in the small town is one thing, but to do it in a bigger city and right. be able to, you know, continue. Yeah. Cause there's so many different things that You're happen. Right. You're right. Had you thought about that or, or just sort of the,
1: obviously it's, it's very humbling, you know, it's absolutely humbling. Um, I guess I don't really ponder too much about things like that. You know, I just kind of, it's, Mainly about the future, you know, of like, okay, cool, that happened. Now, what can we do? What what's next? You know.
2: Yeah. So you haven't really looked back.
1: No, it's not time to. I don't think. You it's know. It's like
2: you've got the health, you've got everybody going in the yeah, same way. Like, Might as well keep going. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. It's exactly. That's exactly, and I think that's just a more positive way to look at, mm-hmm. and and to to push forth, you know, a new tomorrow and a new a new sound, you know, and a new everything.
2: With rock music, Right, right, right. there's just so much, you know, deluge of like yes. bands and to be able to come out of that, but then also have these moments. If it's the Loudwire Awards you're or, right. you know, having Dave say, you guys are fucking awesome. Like yeah. the bands would kill to be on the radio once
1: yeah. on the local
2: show in their podunk town.
1: You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm like going back now to being like pretending I was on like 98.7 when I was... A kid like that that this is something that is funny like I we you know cassette tapes have you ever done like um little funny like uh
2: your own radio shows yeah yes like 100%. do radio shows yeah okay I, I, my, I used my, to do that what, do you have call letters do you have fake call letters back then no I did
1: <laughs> that's great that's W-D-H-T. a whole new level oh wow. do you know why you
2: know what that stands for
1: no we don't have a transmitter oh, I thought that wow. was funny wow <laughs> I still have the tape. I saved it, man. I would have listened to that radio station for sure. <laughs> it's a
2: high-pitched kid introducing I Nirvana like I would have learned a and lot. like Fugazi. That's yeah, what
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, so you'd make these tapes, and you'd you, you know you'd find these songs on the radio, or you'd put your own to it, and and then I would use you know the ninety-eight-seven. What what did he say? star ninety-eight point seven? You know, and then you'd and then I'd put my own song on it. And then I'd be like, one day we'll be on 98.7. And get, keep in mind, I'm like 13 years old. Skip to many years later, we're actually on 98.7. So, of course, it's like a big thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was a... At that point, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, I almost forgot that I did that. But it wasn't until it happened that I was like, whoa. I kind of, quote unquote, willed it into actual existence. So, um, I believe in that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it was one of those moments, but it's not something that I, I sit and think about and I go, oh, I always want to be on the radio of 98.7. But it's just like, you just got to keep having fun with what you're doing and stuff. And it just, those those moments kind of go, whoa. You know, like it's it's a trip. It's kind of like this magic that yeah. like that we just somehow tap into every now and again. You know, and I think that's kind of where I like to leave it, you know? And so- that's why when you ask me about, you know, rock in general and going back and stuff like that, I'm like, it's it's great because I've always wanted to work with them. You know what I mean? I listen to these records and I've always had that thought like, oh, that'd be sick or like emanating them mm-hmm. while I played. You know what I mean? And these are things that I don't really remember until I, I meet them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we used to like scream these songs like driving down like susie and i with the hole you know what i mean like we'd scream these songs in her car late at night you know down hollywood boulevard just fucking yelling and tearing our voices apart to to courtney you know and so things like that that just kind of are moments really and i think that what all this is about are those kind of moments
0: Thanks to Emily Armstrong and Sean Friday for coming on What Did I Say? Visit deadsarah.com for more information. Our theme music is by Max Frost. Be sure and catch up on all the Atlantic Records podcasts at atlanticpodcasts.com. Thank you for listening.